We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Maggie and Perloff show. Year two. We are so excited. Uh, We're playing a little injured today. Maggie's in the New Jersey office. I'm also playing a little injured. I... I had a death-defying experience over vacation, Maggie, that I will oh I'll goodness. share later in the hour. But you're lucky that I am here with all four limbs. But oh, I, no. I had an exciting week in Florida. That's all I will say. <laughs> <laughs> that can mean a lot of things. You yes. can lose a limb a lot of ways in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you absolutely can. I totally get it now. Florida man makes much more sense <laughs> to me. But I was very entertained because we were staying in a hotel where the lobby is a sports bar. And there was football on 24-7. And it felt like the entire hotel came down to watch the final four games. And they were both so incredible. I didn't necessarily have a rooting interest for Michigan TCU or Ohio State Georgia. But I found myself desperately rooting for TCU to beat Michigan. I have no idea why. Finally, you've come around. It took me... Weeks, months, I've been trying to convince you about TCU, saying they've been disrespected. You're talking about the Big 12 and how they're going to get run over. I'm so glad you finally came around. Well, Jump first on of all, board. First of all, yeah, but the Big 10 is, I think, the one that she, she's getting way too much respect. Because how two Big 10 teams made that Final Four. The other thing, earlier that day, we saw an Alabama team that would have beaten Michigan by 30 points, Ohio State by 45 points, and probably TCU by 20, which gets to the spread of the national championship game, 13 points yeah. against Georgia. Now, I, I think I understand it. I think that the oddsmakers are disrespecting Michigan. They do not read a lot into that win. Because what do we know about Michigan? We know that Jim Harbaugh has lost six straight bowl games, and they beat a bunch of very, very bad Big Ten teams and a terrible, terrible Ohio State defense. So I don't think they're reading too much into TCU's win. Is that a mistake? Uh, I do think it's a mistake because I think, above all else, take numbers out of it. I think TCU showed how tough they are. And so that alone, which I know is not, like, quantifiable, well, it is if you look at the rushing numbers. I mean, I can number you, numbers you to death on oh, this. Yeah. I, think, I think that TCU showed how tough they are. The 200 and, what was it, 63 rushing yards on the fifth-ranked rush defense in the entire uh, college football, I think the multiple weapons that they have and the ways that they can beat you, which is Duggan, who I know had the two interceptions, but obviously the guy's a gamer. We understand that. But with Quinton Johnson, who is incredible, six catches for 163 yards, and then Amari DiMarcado with the 17 rushes for 150 yards, like they have enough. They have enough, I think, to hang with Georgia. And to be honest, like Georgia didn't play that well. 
You know, yeah. and they, they 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 admitted it. If Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't go out of that game with a head injury, I think that Ohio State wins that game on the final drive. I think they get closer to the end zone and don't have to rely on a 50-yard kick that basically went into, like, row 17. <laughs> I don't think it quite made row 17, more like <laughs> 25 yards short of row 7. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. The I think the issue with Georgia, though, is Georgia's defense did show vulnerability, but you just have to think, I mean... I know Georgia's nothing like last year's team. Last year's team would have destroyed this year's team in Georgia. But you're looking at first-round picks all over the field, even much more so than Michigan. So I I think just pure talent. And if I don't know how you judge talent in college football. Do you look at recruiting rankings, five stars, future NFL? Do Do you judge it based on draft picks? But it's all there for Georgia. Check, 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 check. And the funny thing is Stetson Bennett probably didn't even have his best game and, oh my God, no! And I mean, still, he had the incredible still drive. Still a career at the end, high but... in passing yards and that three touchdowns. He, I mean, it wasn't even as bad after the, right after the game on the field. Kirby Smart said, "Seth Bennett's got to play better." The dude just had his best, statistically his best game of all time. So he wasn't even perfect. So I, I just think that it's hard to ignore that talent. Now, maybe I'm disrespecting TCU. TCU, you're right; they're a big physical team. They're no slouch. But can they hang with really just the really prime talent of Georgia? I I totally get it. I think they won a lot of people over. I would not be surprised if the money starts flooding in on TCU with the 13, was it 13, 13 and a half, whatever it is, whatever it opened at. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if the money starts to flood in. Did you notice another thing too about Max Duggan? Like we can talk about all of his, you know, qualities and he was a Heisman finalist and all of that, but he just like tires out the defense, right? Do, do you find that he's making guys chase him because his ability to use his legs? I mean, he's not, you know, Cam Newton out there, but he has the ability to use his legs. He is evading a pass rush. He's got all of these kind of weapons. You find that guys on the, uh, on the defense were just like trying to catch their breath. Yeah. But I constantly, mean... Again, yes, absolutely true. And but, you saw that with C.J. Stroud did that to Georgia a bit. We don't know C.J. Stroud to usually be like a scrambling kind of quarterback. He's kind of a I pretty it. traditional guy. And he added that to his repertoire in this game. And you had Georgia, their defense at times was on their heels. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I understand. Everything you're saying makes logical sense. But I think I, I'm with the betting public here. You just see Georgia get off the bus. I mean, TCU is pretty big off the bus, too. They they're definitely have a lot of size. But you just look at Georgia and all that red coming at you, all that experience coming at you. I don't know. I, I just I have trouble believing that TCU is going to be able to replicate. I think Michigan might have stunk, Maggie. I, I think they might have been bad. Uh, even, well, we said even, that about the Big Ten. Yeah, I think the Big Ten. The fact that, yeah, we even saw it against Ohio State. That first half against Ohio State, Ohio State was moving the ball at will on Michigan. Then they somehow gave up on the game. I just don't know how good the team TCU beat. That's that's my only worry about them. And yes, okay. I I'm gonna bet now on the plus thirteen teams. You're right. I'll bet you it comes down. And I think TCU I we did predictions coming up. We said that every game TCU in, is in is close. They don't blow anyone out and they don't seem to lose to anyone. So thirteen seems crazy. They definitely can make it close, but I just feel this is a much, much tougher matchup for them than Michigan. Uh, I will agree. Can I just read a quote? We don't have it on audio, but you'll get the gist of it um, if I read it for you. So this is from Johnny Hodgins, who is a linebacker for TCU, who talked about when Michigan went to Philly Special, Perloff, uh, a play you know so well uh, that got your Eagles to, you know, to win a Super Bowl. 
when they got down to the two-yard line. This is early on in the game. Now, a lot happened after this. But here's what Hodges had to say about that. He said, quote, once they, meaning Michigan, started jumping in their bag, I knew we had them. We had them right where we wanted them. If you're doing trick plays in the championship game, you're just reaching for anything. When you see trick plays, it's a good thing. I mean, if it works, it works. But if not, you look stupid because you pride yourself so much on being physical running downhill, you should be able to get two yards. Now, granted, your Eagles used in the championship game to perfection. Don't forget, the Patriots also tried to run that play in that Super Bowl and look silly because Tom Brady couldn't catch the ball and complete the Philly special. But I think he has a point there. I was really surprised that a team that's trying to set the tone in this game, trying to show what the bread and butter is for Michigan, running the ball and being a tough physical team, went to the trick play. It was like they were going for the style points that early in the game. I thought it really knocked them off. I know a lot happened after that. You had basically like 100 points scored, and it was yeah, crazy. Was say, but okay, let me get this straight. So 1,000 <laughs> yards. <laughs> basically, yeah. Uh, a TCU defender, the same TCU defense that let up 39 points in the second half and basically made yes. J.J. McCarthy look like a combination of Cam Newton <laughs> and Vince Young. I So I, yeah. I don't know. It felt like... Uh, that's not I a little hindsight for you, that's a good point, but, but I think it felt that's like something. one of the wildest shootouts I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I feel like defense <laughs> was completely optional in the second half, uh, except for the pick six. And I, I don't know. I I just felt like that's not exactly the story of the game to me. I've, I I but okay, that's a. If, would he have said that if they had lost? Which they easily could have lost. By the way, they were playing totally. with fire late in the game. Thank God Max no, Duggan I, is the man. <laughs> Otherwise, they w- could have been in real trouble. It it maybe is a little Monday morning quarterback, a little hindsight. Like, yes, let me go back to the first quarter. But I thought there was something to it because I thought it was unpredictable. Did you also see that TCU had gone to Arizona on Christmas Eve? They got there two days earlier than Michigan. I thought that was an interesting choice for Sonny Dykes, who – you know, to basically take Christmas away from your team to have them be, you know, in a hotel room or trying to, you know, uh, take away the distractions you have for an entire week yeah. in Phoenix. I thought that was interesting. I like it. I like it. By the way, J.J. McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback, did have a career high in passing yards, and they had over, they had well over 400 yards of total offense. Yeah, the def- the TCU defense did nothing in this game. And were you taken aback by in, in both games of how bad the defenses were? Am I missing something? Is that where we are in college football, where every game's going to be like 50 to 40? Honestly, I think I think that's it. You still have excellent defensive talent that goes to the league, but defenses as a whole, it's just not in these kind of title games. Not not in these kind of games. Yeah, I mean, it'd be but can Georgia and TCU put on another aerial attack like that where it's in the 40s and 50s? I mean, I think Jim, so. what's, Ohio State what's over under the game. Uh, let's check it out. Ohio State. Uh, okay, I got sixty-four point five. Oh yeah, no, sorry, that's six... a different. No, that's a different game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking <laughs> up on my DraftKings app. Uh, okay, we're looking is at the 62, Rose Bowl right 62.5. 62.5. Yeah, which is and a half. Which isn't even high compared to some of these other games. Yeah, Purdue <laughs> LSU is sixty-three and a half. Uh, USC is now leading 42 to 30. So that's already at 72. Uh, yeah. Defense is optional, but I thought Georgia was Mr. Defense and Michigan, as you mentioned earlier, they're Mr. Slow the game down. We're going to run. I guess since Blake Corum got hurt, that's not the case. 
It's unbelievable. And Ohio State hires Jim Knowles. That was supposed to be the storyline of the year. They get this great defensive coordinator. He's going to fix everything. Now what do you do if you're Ohio State? You can't stop anybody. I don't get it. You got to go back to the drawing board. I, I guess maybe it's and maybe that's a credit to TCU. They made Michigan play the game that TCU wanted to play. That was not the game that Michigan wanted to play. And maybe you do go back to the Philly special and say, you got them out of doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. They should have been keeping it more simple. But that's maybe what TCU does. And maybe they can do the same thing to Georgia. Although, you know, Georgia can obviously do the track meet thing too. If Stetson Bennett plays well. I mean, there was a time, and it was like going into halftime, where Stetson Bennett started to float a couple right over the middle, and Kirby Smart was saying in his in his interviews, like, he's got to calm down. We need him to be aggressive, but that's like on, bordering on, on reckless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this game's going to be a shootout. And who is this guy, Adonai Mitchell, for <laughs> Georgia? Comes in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love the name Adonai. That's amazing. and That's pretty good. And it just... That game, actually, both games, especially that game, you felt like you were watching a lot of NFL players run around. On, it felt like a seven-on-seven seven game. So let me ask you this. If it's a seven-on-seven seven style national title game where Georgia and TCU are just in a track meet, who yeah. does that give an advantage to? TCU. Mm. Uh, well, maybe that makes mm. it more even, I would say. Maybe that makes it more even because I know, obviously, Georgia has incredible receivers also. Um, but I, that's I would why say, I bet the I would points right now. I would say Georgia. I think TCU. Why? Well, because TCU's won a lot of like close dogfight games where really the game yeah. gets ugly. All of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking of the the Baylor game, for example. They, I think they need a slower game. I, I think if they get it, if they want to get a track meet with Georgia, uh, I don't know. That seems. But that would be such. That'd be that'd be such a turn on what their identity has been this whole season. They're a running team. I think they're a run first team. They have no. I mean, they can run, but every game is a track meet. It's always high scoring, and it's always coming down to final plays. I mean, for them to like try to slow the game to a grind it to a halt, I just I think that's so uncharacteristic of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They've been in a lot of low scoring. They haven't. They're not a shootout team all the time. I, I think they they can they can. If Sonny Dykes controls the game the way he wants to, he wants to run the ball too. They all want to run the ball. Well, uh, they'll say they want to run the ball. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I think they don't want to get in a huge track meet with Georgia. Georgia on the outside is ridiculously fast. I think Georgia would have killed Michigan the way Michigan played too. So it's just hard to tell. I I, so you are you? Here's a question: Are you going to do money line on TCU, Maggie? How much are? And you might want to jump on this early too because I think you're right. I think the money's going to come in and bring that spread down a little bit. Am I gonna go money line? Sure. I mean, I've rode this whole way with TCU. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, I know I adopted Cal as my football team, my college football team, because I w- didn't go to a college that had a football team. But <clears throat> I feel like I've really been stumping for TCU, especially against you all season long, Perloff. And so I gotta ride it. So the points, the money line, take a Max Duggan overs, Quentin Johnston overs. Maybe I just like, uh, you know, same game parlay the crap out of this thing. Love it. We got to get into Jim Harbaugh. We're going to do that in a moment because of all the coaches who are coaching in the college football playoff, his future feels like the one that's most up in the air. Yes, his, not even Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh. We know NFL teams are already coming calling. We'll tell you who is interested and whether or not that could turn Jim Harbaugh's head. We'll do that in just a moment. Plus, we'll get you set for Monday Night Football tonight. You got Bills, Bengals. 
and two teams well, vying for the number one overall seed. Crazy. Amazing. I uh, guess yeah, Cincinnati you, can can kind of get there. I, right? The fact it, that you're uh, not super anxious, by the way, right now, to me about this game proves that this game doesn't really mean anything. I don't think it this means... This game means everything. It means nothing. <laughs> if they say, if Whatever happens in this game, say Buffalo wins, that does not help them if they see them again in the playoffs. I'm not playing oopsie-doops with you. Yes, the Bengals can clinch the number one overall seed with a win against the Bills and the Ravens to finish out the season, and if the Chiefs lose to the Raiders. So this is a massive, massive game. you got three teams vying for the number one overall seed. The only team that gets a bye this year in the new playoff format. So we'll get to that. We'll get to Jim Harbaugh. So much to do. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Is Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. We're back on Maggie. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And Perloff, just diving into the college football. So this is now, Maggie, six straight bowl losses for Jim Harbaugh. That's not good. That's not good. Now, he has beaten Ohio State twice in a row, which is a huge accomplishment for Michigan, and I think he's taken this program to a new level. But there seems to be a growing sentiment that he thinks he might have been maxing out what he can do in Michigan, which means back to the Jim Harbaugh NFL scenarios, which we did last offseason. Even yeah. last offseason, we did that. And we two offseasons, we went crazy with it. So do you think this is smoke, or do you think we're really getting into the territory where Jim Harbaugh is going to listen to real offers? Oh, no, there's no smoke. I mean, remember, last year on signing day, on signing day, he was at the Minnesota Vikings facility having a sit-down with them. Ultimately, they never (laughs) offered him a contract. They went with Kevin O'Connell. So now uh, Bruce Feldman, Nicole Auerbach, Austin Meek, Nick Kosmider, the whole athletic team, Perloff, they basically brought out the the I-team investigation here. But according to sources in this story that I'm reading on The Athletic, uh... The quote is, I think it's a done deal if he gets an offer, said one source close to Harbaugh. So here's a couple of things behind it. He's got the 74-25 and 25 record over eight seasons at Michigan, the back-to-back Big Ten titles, and, of course, the back-to-back college football playoff appearances. You could argue he's he would be leaving on a high note. Some facts and figures. The buyout's only $3 million this year. So it's not like it's going to cost crazy amount to get Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. The other part, did you know that Harbaugh, if I could guess what his NFL record was as a head coach? Ooh. It's kind um, of a, a, a random thing for me to ask you, but. Well, I would guess just base, the way you're asking it, I would assume it's around 500. 44, 19, and 1. Wow. Ooh. 
I know. We, we remember the Super Bowl where obviously he lost to his brother in New Orleans uh, when they played the Ravens, but 44-19-1 as an NFL head coach. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So Mike Florio had reported yesterday that uh, the Broncos were intending to reach out. Now, I feel like I'm going to get a call from the Broncos. You're going to get a call from the Broncos. Like, if you get a call from that area code, pick it up. You might be the new head coach of the Broncos. Meanwhile, the uh, Jerry Rossberg, who filled in as the interim yesterday, did a pretty nice job. They looked really competitive, and they were, you know, competitive against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is which is awesome. Well, by the way, the Broncos, every team yeah. in the NFL has been competitive. The Chiefs refuse to be yeah. even the worst teams in the league, so I'm not going to read too much of that. But the Broncos... Yeah. The Broncos need an offensive guy. I mean, it feels like a great fit. Is he the guy to save Russell Wilson? So I think he could do if, – if you want him, though, he's got to do both, right? He's got to do the Russell Wilson, you know, get get him playing better, which Russ did look better yesterday, running in a couple touchdowns, got him on the move a little bit. But he's also got to, like, fix what's wrong in Denver too, right? Like the culture, all of that stuff, like – it's all about Russ, but I think it's got to be about more than that. So Harbaugh's got the big personality, and I think that he would be able to do it. Can I give you a couple other teams that are probably going to call him? Hit me. By the way, I mean, Dem- the Colts. Yeah, go ahead. I'll just give you a – Colts are got to give him a call, right? Right. I'm, assu- I'm assuming the Saints could if the Sean Payton reunion doesn't happen or the Sean Payton reunion doesn't happen. I don't know if Ron Rivera is long for this job in okay. Washington. They would give him a call. This, these are bad scenarios you're laying out here for Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> these are not that. That's a stay in Michigan situation. Look at okay, Denver's got three Pro Bowlers coming back right off IR immediately. He's got Russell Wilson at quarterback. He has a really good defense, so that's a that's a decent spot. He's gonna they they're gonna improve just by getting healthy. Then New Orleans strap capped, basically doesn't have a quarterback. Really has Chris Olave on offense and Cam Jordan on defense, and that's it. They don't even, and then they run Taysom Hill 14 times a game, which makes no sense. I don't know what he does there. I don't even know. Does he play Taysom Hill at quarterback? Washington's a disaster from top to bottom. We all know that. And then Indianapolis is actually making Washington look like a stable franchise, Magic. <laughs> so these are the choices the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders. I mean, well, I don't think the I Broncos. Tried to is, sell you, yeah. I tried to sell you on Arizona, and you told me no, no go if Cliff Kingsbury doesn't come back. I think that Brandon Staley might actually be safe now. They got to the playoffs. They might not, unless they really embarrass yeah. themselves. The Chargers look like one of the best yeah. teams in the NFL the last four weeks. Chargers are out. And the Sean Payton, Justin Herbert marriage is not going to happen. It's Brandon yeah. Staley's fine. It's damn shame. Yeah, I know. We're all, we're all secretly disappointed about that. But totally. these openings are not great. I think honestly, Denver's not ideal either. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of problems. Like Patrick with that Mahomes, the, yeah. the Chiefs who have beat the Broncos what 15 times in a row. <laughs> well, they're, they're due exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about Tampa Bay? Who's my quarterback? Nobody. I have no idea. Kyle Trask. Just give up. I don't. Know. <laughs> That's Jim Harbaugh's thing. He can win with any quarterback. He can make a quarterback out of nowhere. Bring in Josh Johnson, who he coached at San Diego State. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this this is tough. So these are so you don't think it's a foregone conclusion? Like this is saying if he gets the offer, he's back. And I could say like, you know, I I kind of get it from Harbaugh. Eight seasons. At one point, you were so maligned by the fan base, you had to take a pay cut. Yeah. Um. And now he's got them back to the close to the mountaintop. And I know it's disappointing to lose to TCU, but look at what you've done. 
Yeah, I, I just think these jobs are imperfect that you're describing. So, yes, I, I kind of believe he's ready for the NFL again. In fact, I think he probably thought hard about it last year. But there really is no perfect situation, as there never will be for a head coaching vacancy. If it's so perfect, then that team yeah, would have won. Yeah, why do you need it? Uh, did we mention Houston with Bryce Young possibly at number one overall? Now, there's something. Yeah, if Lovey Smith doesn't get retained, it looks like Bryce Young kind of wrapped up the number one overall pick, although I would have some reservations. I know that he's incredible. His arm, the poise, I mean, I'm not blind. I see how good Bryce Young is. My question is, how good is your quarterback if he can't get on the field? I worry about his size and, like, look at what happens. I don't want to just cherry pick here because there have been some smaller quarterbacks who have been fine, but, like, you look at what ha- what's happening right now with Miami and Tua. Like, three concussions later, we don't know if his career is going to be over. That would be my hesitation about Bryce Young if I'm a GM. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I think you could say. But Bryce Young is more of a pocket guy. Look, look, listen, Lamar Jackson didn't play last night. Jalen Hurts did not play yesterday. Tua did not play yesterday. Justin Fields is probably going to last about three more weeks in the NFL the way the Bears run him. Daniel Jones is going to get destroyed at some point soon. Everyone's running these quarterbacks, and none of them are healthy. So here's a question, yeah. though. Bryce, Josh Allen. Josh, I mean, it's amazing Josh Allen is, I'm sorry, can run at the ability the way he does without getting nicked yeah. up or, you know, twisting an ankle or something. Way. So Bryce Young, though, is more of a pocket guy. I think he could be okay. And I, I hear you. I totally understand. But he's just so far and away the best quarterback in this class. He is. That there's nothing I to do. Agree. Also, I think he's getting, this could sound weird, he's getting a little bigger. I was watching him on Saturday. And he's filling out that jersey a little more than he used to. Lamar Jackson huh. quadrupled in size from his junior year, of Louis, sorry, sophomore year at Louisville. When yeah. I met Lamar Jackson the day after he won the Heisman, Maggie Stukovacs was bigger than him, and he has gotten <laughs> much, much bigger. I don't know why we don't think that Bryce Listen, Young. Stu's been in the gym. Be crazy. <laughs> yeah, but Lamar's gotten bigger. I, I think he could get bigger now. Kyler Murray was already big. Now yeah. he's. I don't know. I, I just feel like for Jim Harbaugh, I would. Definitely listen to Denver, but the rest of them, I'd be nervous to go to the Washington Commanders over Michigan, to go to, say, the Houston Texans, who are two-win team over over Michigan. That's kind of tough. And I know he loves his lifestyle in Ann Arbor, so I don't think it's a no-brainer for every single offer. I saw the report. If he gets one offer, he's gone. But what if it's the worst offer? Well, I mean, the fact that the Broncos are out here first, if you think that's a good offer— I think he probably takes it in a heartbeat. Plus, yeah. you got the you know the new owner thing. You got that oh, Walmart yeah. money, Jim Harbaugh. Like, I think that he probably gets a he could get a John Gruden type contract yes. in terms of money, Big and time. I think that's going to be incredibly hard to turn down. I mean, I'm, I'm he's made enough money, but you know, far be it for me to say. But like, I think that's what's coming for him, and and some control. Did you hear that? At the end of the press conference after Nathaniel Hackett was fired from the Broncos, um, the owner and the general manager both sat up at the dais. Yeah. And the owner said, the head coach will now be reporting directly to me. So you don't have the food chain of owner, general manager, coach. Now it's going to be owner and then GM and coach are basically split. I think it would take Jim Harbaugh about mm, 30 seconds to win a power battle here. You know, and I think he's going to have a lot of say. He would have so much influence, and I bet that's probably appealing to him too. Yeah, I mean that that formula, which I remember with Chip Kelly in Philly, uh, went directly to the owner over Harry Roseman. 
lasts about two and a half years before it spectacularly implodes. Because anytime oh, it's the owners, totally dysfunctional. Every time the owner is talking to Coach Maggie, we know what happens there. And a guy oh, like the, Jim, the Jets did this for years. It was a oh. disaster. Yeah. Also, too, Jim Harbaugh is just such a strong personality that I think no matter where he goes, that GM is not going to have quite as much say as he used to have. But you're right. They're just laying that possibly dysfunctional situation out right there. Um, Lifestyle-wise, Denver's pretty awesome. I, I think that is as, as good a market. <laughs> you know, Solid analysis. Great yeah. city. I think it's a great city. It's a popular city. You're right. I think that they can afford any coach they want. They're the richest owners by miles. So this seems like such a perfect marriage. But after that, and I'd, I'd like to revisit this conversation if Denver doesn't happen. After that, you're talking about really, really flawed spots, which makes me also think about What's Sean Payton going to do? Maybe Sean Payton wants Denver. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Our buddy Steve is in Indianapolis. Steve, we know you guys would love a little Jim Harbaugh, right? I tell you what, the football situation in this town is depressing. Uh, I hear radio (laughs) people talk about who has the worst quarterback situation, and they bring up the Jets. And I'm thinking, have you not read about Indianapolis? Uh, I don't want to ask you guys. You talk about all these uh, coaches, uh, Peyton and, and Harbaugh, and, of course, we need a coach. And uh, I want to pose a dilemma to you, too. If you're a hotshot coach, which is more attractive to you? Going to a team that needs a coach, obviously, and has an extremely high draft pick, and there's a couple hotshot quarterbacks available, hint, hint, the Colts, maybe having the fourth or fifth pick, or do you want to go into a team that uh, has had coaching issues and has a, has a really good quarterback that is currently playing well? Or do you want to do a rescue operation a la Denver? So, so which of those three should a Peyton or a Harbaugh be attracted to? A draft guy, a reclamation project, or walk into an established, well-playing quarterback that nobody has any doubts about? Which of the three? Oh, tough question. Tough question. Wait, who's the reclamation? The reclamation Russell is Wilson. is Russell, Russell Wilson, and and the hot shot is. I just don't have a I don't know, pick a team that's got a really good quarterback, and all, all of a sudden the you know the head coach position's open. I, you know, yeah, that, 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 that doesn't happen any, a lot. Though. Wait, wait for the Chargers. You have to wait for for Brandon Staley to implode. But I don't think it's going to happen. Or wait for Mike McCarthy to get fired. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you, Steve, wait. Can we just league, can want? we pause for a second on? The bigger question here, which is, why in the heck is Nick Foles out on the field? <laughs> I I felt terrible for the guy yesterday. Kayvon Thibodeau basically took his soul on a sack, and he, Thibodeau's doing pretend snow angels on the ground next to Foles, who's writhing in pain. Why is this guy out here? It makes no sense to me why he started last week or this week. I... I just I don't get it, Steve. Well, uh, the, we all, uh, uh, the the salary cap hit on uh, Ryan gets really bad if he gets injured. So we're sitting him to avoid an injury because he has to pass a physical on a certain date. Not his salary cap stuff mystifies me. Right. And then Foles is in a contract for another year. And this Ellinger kid, I just don't think they have any confidence. And you know, why is Foles out there? Who knows? But really, why is anybody out there? I, I think when you get down to it, when you get down to it, it really doesn't matter who's out there. You know, where I, I think we're tanking 
right now, and why play well? I mean, hell, they could have made Jonathan Taylor the quarterback and run him out there on one leg. <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to what anybody in this city is doing, and and yeah. uh, but that's God. Do we need a Jim Irsay experience? Lot of, a lot of things. Yeah, it's just we need. Steve. I mean, the one saving grace is we have a good defense. Yeah. Steve, thank you. Happy New Year. We're going to try – I'll try to put a positive spin on this and always appreciate your calls. Well, I mean, um, the reality is it's not really the Jim Irsay experience because they rarely have been really bad. I Maybe I'm missing something, but they've – What's not, their identity been over the last five years? Uh, their identity – they've been trying to recover from Andrew Luck retiring out For of nowhere. For five years, yeah. Well, I actually, actually think it was 19, right? So – but they've been like stringing together, basically veteran quarterbacks, and they haven't they haven't had a really bad record. They haven't had many of those at all. So I I, I don't think you can point at Jim Arsay and say he's like a joke of an owner because the team's so dysfunctional. This is the worst season they've had, really. I mean, they were two. You don't and 14. think the Jeffs? You don't think the Jeff Saturday hire maybe made no, Jim Arsay look no, a no. little silly? Yes, no, no, I definitely do. I think this year has been a disaster, but I don't think you can look at it. And if you come into this year and say, wow, Jim Irsay doesn't know how to win football games. I mean, they've had du- many, many double-digit win seasons over the last 15 years. Many, many, like like eight or nine of them. So Yeah, they also got blessed with like unbelievable, it's like Packers-level quarterback handoff from right. Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. But they, but they won a bunch of games last year with Carson Wentz. They won a lot of games with Phillip Rivers. They've still been a winning team. This is an unusual, complete meltdown um, for them, except for the years okay. that they tank. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was strategic. Uh, what about – Steve makes a good point, though. Right now the Colts have the fifth overall pick if yeah. the season ended today. Yeah, quarterback for sure. Take a – who's like a quarterback that he's coached before? I think Anthony Richardson looks like that. I think Will Levis could look like that. Ooh, Anthony big Richardson guys who can run. Well, yeah. it might be a little high, but I'm thinking about big guys who can run. Listen, Colin Kaepernick was a second round pick. Took him to, they end up going to a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I mean, I think Levis will go five. I, I think Anthony Richardson going five seems a little rich for me. I mean, I'm trying to think of the skill set. Yeah, no, but I hear you. But it's all defined by their draft position right there, and also too, could they would they move up to two or three to make sure they get Levis? You know, would you give up a future pick? I, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't really understand the Will Levis thing either because he's a little raw too. But I feel like that's the way this draft is playing out. You could have, you could actually have Bryce Young one, Will Levis two, and C.J. Shroud three, just because of demand. Just, I mean, listen, you had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance one, two, three. You're telling me Zach yeah. Wilson and Trey Lance were a common sense two, three, and you could be right. Maybe Anthony Richardson will go as high as five. But this is a rare opportunity for them to get that high. So I think they probably have to go quarterback. Coming up, we'll get into what you need to know about an epic college football matchup. We'll do that. We're taking your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Hope everyone's having a great official New Year's Day. The USC-Tulane game is going down to the wire. Crazy play right now. Helmet helmet hit. Tulane receiver is still down on the ground. Hope he's okay. This has uh, been a bizarre game. USC was up 15 with four minutes left, and now Tulane has the ball first and goal, close to close to the end zone. Although, Maggie, I will say this. Yeah. This is probably, 
not for the moment. All the bowl games have this exhibition feel to them, and it gets worse and worse every year. And when they expand to 12 for the college football playoff, it's going to be tough to get up for these bowl games. Well, I think, yes, you're right. Outside of the 12, you mean. Yeah, no, Everything I don't, those aren't bowl games. Those are playoff games, exactly. Yeah, those are playoff games. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I mean, I don't begrudge guys who don't want to play, though, especially if you're going on to the NFL. But, oh, yeah. I mean, this is interesting, but it brought up – so now they're looking at targeting here at the end of the Rose Bowl, and it brought up – you and I haven't spoken about this with regards to the end of the TCU-Michigan game. Should that have been called targeting? I think that if you're going by the letter of the law – it definitely was targeting, and I think that if you had given that call to Michigan, though, I think that would have been a really unsatisfying way for that game to end because I think TCU was the better team, and that would have given just a free free life to Michigan, and I'm sure they would have won the game off of that. I'm so glad they didn't call targeting there. That would have been, that would have been a problem for college football because people would be like, what are we watching here? Because it wasn't so egregious that you Not had like to Not like the call. one we just saw here. No, the Although, one we just saw was very... Was was as bad as it gets. No, that was. Yeah, both guys are down. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm glad they did not call it because I. The way you put it's perfect. It would not have been satisfying at all. I, we would have been screaming at college football if they had called that play and Michigan somehow come back and won. Can I also just reference something that you've been saying for months, and I yeah. just want to bring it back up now that we're about to start the playoffs in the NFL? You believe that the Super Bowl is going to be decided on a roughing the passer call. Oh, I just yeah. want to like let the public <laughs> know that you called this basically in September. Well, I, I need to expand that now, and this is off your tweet from yesterday. Roughing the passer is crazy it is. Don't forget that no one knows what a catch is anymore. Let's not forget the, <laughs> yeah. the catch non catch thing. Devontae Adams sort of picked one off the ground, and they counted it as a catch. <laughs> I was. I don't even understand physically how he caught that ball. Devontae Adams is. That's why Tom Brady should go to Vegas because Devontae Adams just get it within nine yards of him, and he will somehow pull it in. But I wasn't sure that highlight catch was actually a catch, but it was amazing. And then like the ballerina kind of like yeah. the the Devontae Adams catch yesterday, the ballerina catch by Mike Williams, the. Who else had incredible catches yesterday? Well, not Justin usually Jefferson. Justin. I know usually he's good for a couple, but Jair Alexander really took care of him. Let's go to Darren. He's in Michigan. Might have an opposite view on the targeting call, but also uh, has a thought about Jim Harbaugh. Hey, Darren, how's it going? Hey, good afternoon, uh, both of you. Uh, Happy New Year. You know, thanks. Same to you. Yeah, I'm in Michigan. I'm in Michigan. I'm about an hour from Ann Arbor, and there are three things we can count on here: death, taxes. And every year around the time of the Ohio State-Michigan game, so-called sports talk or sports news pundits will be talking about how Harbaugh is seriously considering leaving and he's probably going to go back to the NFL. A few years ago, the reason was, well, he's done horrible at Michigan and he hasn't accomplished what he wanted and he's still got that itch to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. Now it's, well... Maybe he accomplished everything he thinks he can accomplish at Michigan. <laughs> so he wants to go back to the NFL. Which Wait, but Darren, know, hold on. you got to answer yeah. this question for yep. me, though. Why on signing sure. day last year was he with the, at the Minnesota Vikings facility doing an interview with the Vikings if he's not actually entertaining going back to the NFL? Uh, you know, I don't know all about that, Maggie, because I remember that was reported, heavily reported. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't remember seeing Jim Harbaugh physically in Minneapolis, or Minneapolis, I could be wrong, but I don't remember that. I heard it was highly reported. 
Now, some. What, what do you mean you don't remember it? Like you weren't in the building with him, and you <laughs> or you were in the building and you don't remember it? Yeah, I was there. I just didn't see Jim that day. What are you talking about? What, what I mean is, they said he was there, but I don't know that he really was. I mean, come on. I thought I saw, you know, uh, you know, what, Bigfoot? At, the, at the coffee shop yesterday. She really wasn't her. Wait, who'd you I say? You thought you saw Rihanna at the coffee shop? Madonna, I said. Rihanna would have been better. You're right. Yeah. No, but, you know, here's my take, okay? Here's my take. Jim Harbaugh came with sort of whisker of getting in the national title, okay? The Michigan Wolverines did. If not for, quite frankly, poor quarterback play and a very bad call by the officials that erased the touchdown early in that game, they would be in that national title game. I think the argument is just as strong. He wants to finish what he started and at least get them to a national title game. Now, I don't know that I would say he's going to stay there until they win. I don't believe that. But the other thing is, is that, you know, he's got very small young children. They are firmly enmeshed in Ann Arbor. Yeah. They are growing up exactly as Jim Harbaugh grew up. That yeah. means a lot to him. Right. Does not Jack I, I, live I, next I door, really too? Jack Harbaugh? His you grandparents know, live right is, next door. It's yeah. a big draw. But the thing is, yeah. he's yeah, also I, lived a lot of places in his life. Son of a coach. He's been a coach for a long time and was a player before that. I think home is where your family is like i know that's it's it's been great but he spent eight years there i just i want to just bring up and and darren that's an awesome call how how do you know it could have been rihanna at the coffee shop you're amazing um (laughs) that was just fantastic uh so this is where it comes from last year uh jim harbaugh did a podcast called in the trenches it's a michigan podcast on that podcast he said in his own words about the vikings Yeah, explored it. I don't apologize for exploring it, and I don't apologize for wanting to come back and be the head coach at the University of Michigan. He also later added he felt like there was unfinished business as an NFL career after he lost the Super Bowl uh, with the 49ers in 2013. So that was all coming from straight from the horse's mouth. Absolutely. But there is a huge, you you know, you have kids. Having a parent, uh, grandparent nearby is nice. I think he loves Ann Arbor. But I agree with you. I, I do think he has that travel, that coach's son, traveler inside of him. But Ann Arbor has a lot of draw for him. Oh, I love Ann Arbor. I mean, I've been there several times, and I love it. Let's go to Nathan, who's in Los Angeles. Nathan, left you about 30 seconds, bud, but what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, well, I'll try to do it as quick as I can. Um, I wanted to bring up the fact that I think we're now fully into the dominant era of what the AFC is going to become for the next 10 years. Look at the five teams at the top. You know, and the quarterbacks associated with each team at the top of the AFC right now. The top five records are belong to, you know, Allen and Mahomes and and all and all the rest of them. Wait, who are the rest and of I them? I think though? it's going to be. Right, you got you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Burrow, you've got Burrow, you've got Justin Lamar Herbert, Jackson, and jo- Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and oh, you might as well put and, Trevor and Lawrence also, in there. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is in there now too. Yeah. Well, well Lamar, Jackson, that, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a free saying, agent, so that that was. And Deshaun. The, those five guys are so young and right at their peak. I just think it's going to be very, very hard for any AFC team to crack through these guys for at least 10 years. You know, Nathan, thanks for the call. It's a good one. It's I totally incredi- disagree. I totally disagree. Cincinnati made the Super Bowl last year. Nobody saw that coming. They, uh, they And guess what? The NFC won the Super Bowl with all this. It's not like the AFC is going out there and winning every Super Bowl. Tampa Bay won it two years ago. LA, the NFL is way too unpredictable to look forward like that. 
We'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. They get set to square off on Monday Night Football in just a couple hours as USC looks like they're going to see their Rose Bowl fate. Tulane with a late touchdown takes a 46-45 lead. There's two seconds left to go. <laughs> Mackie and Perloff, we're back after this. Don't move, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.